never said to do it, hasn't ever seen me do it, that's just apparent I hate myself, I agree, that's a sentiment that we share it You should never be content with your shit, matter of fact, you should be embarrassed Let me Welcome to the Damn Woods Wednesday guest podcast uh, I've got Car Campit from the Friends Against Government And we're going to talk about his life as a Quaker Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah, uh, technology has been, uh, you know, I made a special exception on uh, mm-hmm. the technology today to come here with you because uh, I felt that it <laughs> was important. It was an important uh, episode to be on the Wednesday Media Podcast. Uh, it's <laughs> very, very critical. So Yeah, it's, 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 it's critical to get the word out. Uh, yeah. Obviously, actually, we, we are not, they're not Amish. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, that is true. They are not, so... <laughs> No, uh, uh, as usual, we uh, occasionally have a guest on to talk about some wild bullshit, and uh, Carr is a big crypto guy. And uh, since our other guest who talked about crypto almost lit his home on fire mining it, I figure let's talk to a guy who hasn't lit his home on fire mining it yet. Yeah, that that's that is accurate. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for bringing me on, man. I'm always I'm no always worries. down down to uh talk about it um i will forewarn that i'm more of a bitcoin person and and uh and so my uh my my knowledge of the broader crypto market is is not uh entirely up to speed uh outside of bitcoin but um i'm always happy to to round the bases as needed yeah man definitely so um how long have you been been messing around with cryptocurrency uh, so I think, I, I guess the first thing that really got me interested was, so I, back when uh, I, I think that we've had somewhat similar paths, uh, in mm-hmm. the libertarian world, uh, coming in with Ron Paul and, and such yeah, yeah. in, in 07 and, and, and what have you. But, uh, so as I started to progress down that road, um, I found myself on, um, like ANCAP and libertarian subreddits, mm-hmm. you know, around when the second Ron Paul uh, oh yeah, yeah. Run was coming around, yeah. and you couldn't really be on there without hearing about Bitcoin from time to time. Definitely not. Um, uh, so I don't know. I saw it, but I always kind of dismissed it because I was a little bit of a gold bug at the time. I mean, who wasn't? Uh, right, right. It, who it, among I, us has not been a gold bug at yeah. some point? <laughs> so uh, I would just dismiss it and dismiss it. And then um, the the Ross Ulbricht case came around, yeah. and I didn't follow it nearly as closely as I probably should have. Uh, but when I saw that unfolding and that was, I don't know, 12 or 13, mm-hmm. um, I think so. I, it kind of implanted a seed in my mind that, that people were scared. The right people were scared. Right, um, totally. And so I was like, man, you know, maybe, maybe there's something here. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, unfortunately I kind of like, I, that was also coinciding with a, a fairly big, uh, market correction, in Bitcoin. So it kind of died out. Like, and so even though I had read about Ross and kind of had this thing in my mind, like, Hmm, I need to go check this out. I didn't really get back on board and on top of it until, I don't know. I mean, probably the interest really started again in 14 and then I really got into it in 15. Sure. Sure. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a reasonable thing to like, I mean, you know, just from a, uh, like an anti-state perspective or a perspective of like, uh, regardless of of you know liber, liber, if you are on the the lower side of the ideological chart mm-hmm. um bitcoin is a thing you should probably know about at some point yeah yeah I, I, and um and i and i know like i mean just speaking just getting out in front of this like 
just for anybody who's listening who is a gold bug, that's what I was. And mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I would urge you to take a just take a second look and give it a fair, give it you know give it a day or two, give it a fair shake and see what it's sure. about because the 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 questions that I had about it the kind of you know um, they're they're very similar to the questions that any level headed Austrian ish person is going to have about it. And Definitely. there's a reason that are, there are a lot of level-headed Austrian-ish people involved in Bitcoin because the, it assuaged those fears. Right. Oh, totally. 100%. So uh, just for the listener's sake, because um, a bunch of our, like most of our listeners are a fairly diverse crowd of, like ideologically speaking, uh, a bunch of fucking weirdos. Yeah, sure. And uh, can you can you go over some of the things uh, that, like, say, from an Austrian perspective, Bitcoin was mildly suspicious <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, so uh, be prior to Bitcoin, um, or wait, I'm sorry. Are you asking why, from an Austrian perspective, Bitcoin was originally suspicious? Why? I mean, obviously, like why? I I know a lot of Austrian. I I, I you know, obviously, we, we both know a lot of people who who went from pure gold bug to bitcoin guy to like you know willing to accept bitcoin but like what were what were some of the suspicions you had early oh oh yeah yeah sure i think i think anybody who has um uh who came from that gold bug side and and particularly i'll speak for austrian leaning libertarians just because that's what i know best um i think i think that (coughs) excuse me that a lot of the problem is you come in and you say well gold is I know that gold is limited. I know that gold is gold. It's physical. It exists in the real world. And I know that um, over the course of time, when shit hits the fan, people take gold. And so it has a tremendous, um, like almost built uh, social proof in that in in that over the course of time, whether times were good or bad, people were willing to accept gold as payment. Um, and, And so it's very so like it's it's and I'm not anti-gold by by any means because those are my those are my allies but i do um i do uh feel and i'll and i'll i'll I'll, uh, actually dangle this out there to agitate a little bit in a good way i actually (laughs) i I do think that bitcoin is going to absorb uh much of gold's market share and it will be relegated mostly to be valued uh on its industrial uses so which which will be far far lower than than what it is now i don't think that's going to happen in the next two or three years but i think over the yeah. course of time it will interesting that's an interesting take yeah i had not considered that yeah um, yeah i I, th- I think that bitcoin is a harder money it's a sounder money and um and it uh will therefore drive out gold as a worse money hmm i mean certainly like obviously i i you know if you're if you're gonna trade purely with people who accept gold forever that's fine um but that's a that's an interesting take. I've yeah, not and, considered and, that. And let me let me clarify something. Yeah, yeah. There, I am by no means making edicts on what you can or cannot use. Oh uh, God, no! A- absolutely not. If you want to use gold, if you want to use whatever you want, I, I'm just merely making a market observation that I think over the course of time, um, that uh, harder money drives out softer money, and Bitcoin is a is yeah. a mathematically harder money than Bit- than than gold interesting that is like i have man that we're we're opening the show with an incredibly bold claim yeah (laughs) and i like it i like it (laughs) that's awesome yeah no that's it that's huh i had not considered 
that could be an interesting uh, shift in just how like precious metals in general are valued. It's it, it, exactly. And so, and, and now I will, I will add this caveat. I, mm-hmm. I do believe that in some sense, at least in, in our, I don't know about our lifetime, but in the yeah. reasonable term in the 10 to 20 year term, Bitcoin mm-hmm. itself is a, is a kamikaze mission. It's all or nothing. It's, it's uh, yeah. so if it fails, it, fa- it fails and it's going to take, it's going to take uh, some time for people to pick up the pieces and come up with another decentralized money um, that, that can, really compete and I can get into some of the reasons why, but, uh, I, I do think that, so, so basically the rest of the show, I would say, you know, if Bitcoin fails, it's a far less interesting conversation, but if you allow yourself, if you, if you allow yourself the belief for now, even though it's unproven to you, but allow yourself the belief that it succeeds. And I can outline some of the reasons that I think that it will succeed. Yeah. Um, that's the conversation that I think is is far more interesting. Um, if you oh, will, definitely, and and then and then you know, obviously, for the first thing is allowing yourself to believe that Bitcoin is at least <laughs> of some importance, and then you can go investigate further. But uh, that that right. kind of necessarily has to be part of part of the 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 ground rules, I suppose. Oh, definitely. No, that's legit. That is a, that is an interesting take. Um, so I obviously like the use case for Bitcoin is is pretty clear to anyone who who sees the sees the government in action mm-hmm. i guess yeah or, or or like understands inflation or understand you know anything like that um i guess to a person who is a a non-libertarian a non uh like say they're say they're like just a, a normal political person mm-hmm. they, they vote they care about debates yep and stuff like that what is a use case for them well, I, I think that uh, one of the primary use cases is that, again, over the course of time, and I'm not saying tomorrow, but over the course of time and probably the shorter term than we think, um, Bitcoin is going to begin to, A, um, enable a type of commerce or an amount of commerce that uh, will that will um, very much incentivize you to participate. In other sure. words, it, will, it, it would be like... Um, uh, being essentially being left in a stone age, like if you, if you were yeah. not willing to use it and once you use it, um, you, you will be heavily incentivized, um, to start to cater your habits towards accumulating Bitcoin because again, um, good money drives out bad. And so right. it, it won't really be a, it, if you're if you're trying to come up with an argument on why a normie should use it, it's simply do you yeah. want your do you want your money stolen from you or not? And it doesn't have right. to be a political argument. It's just an it's just a consequential argument. Do you want do you want less money because it's being inflated away, or do you want or 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 for any reason, or do you want more money? And and that so it's a it's a very powerful you know you can take the take almost you know ninety eight percent of the population would say, yes, I want more money. And I think right. that that is the the ultimate um, case that's going to bring across the normies is that they're going to see their purchasing power with the dollar or, or um, mm-hmm. you know, any other fiat currency. And probably over the course of time, even commodity monies it will, mm-hmm. will start to erode while other people are living in increasing uh, quality of life due to savings in Bitcoin, which is actually increasing their purchasing power over time. Right. That's an interesting, that is, yeah, no, that's a good take. That's a good take. I like it. 
Um, and, and it's much the same as 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 the take for gold, but uh, right. but but I think it's actually a harder money in it, and it solves some technological gaps in a gold system that uh, that in that create the need for centralized banks, um, and right. Bitcoin does not need them. No, I the the yeah, uh, getting away from like I think a lot of people don't would a lot of people don't don't get beyond like the 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 skin of like libertarian thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if they're from outside, they don't they don't see like the objections to centralized banking or the right. the objections to fractional reserve stuff or whatever, because that's not stuff you talk about with with the normal stuff you argue about with your friends. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. Who's whose dick is longer or girthier or whatever? Yeah. But you're not talking right, right. about you know who who can quote Rothbard the best. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we all know it's Tom Woods. Yeah. Don't even try to compete. No. Um, actually, I have a, I have a couple friends who are um, mutualists who uh, who like Rothbard's early stuff. Um, uh, oh, okay, that's interesting. Enough when he was yeah, uh, yeah. palling around with the like, new left. When yeah, when he was like moderately like, hey, you know, syndicalism could be an interesting concept. Yeah. Rothbard yeah. Rothbard's interesting because he was He's so a weird all, dude. Yeah, and he was so <laughs> all over the map intellectually, like not necessarily mm-hmm. his personal beliefs, but was willing to explore everything that like oh, yeah. every everybody both loves and hates Rothbard. Like there's yep. there's there's and and it's interesting you can something al- for everyone. <laughs> exactly, to love and to hate. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's a lot of like, like Rothbard's later life stuff where he's just like, I guess we'll vote Republican. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you always know roughly where somebody stands by the one thing they pick out to uh, to like smash to uh, quote unquote smash in your face. And you're like, dude, Rothbard was a maniac. Like you get like yeah. pick, picking out one thing and being like, look at this quote here is just so insane with Rothbard because he wrote like, f- you know, 40 different books exploring everything from Maoism to, to like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like race based paleo conservative fucking <laughs> lunacy yeah, yeah um no he was what the hell was it like uh like he has he has a whole fucking pamphlet where he's just like yeah when we dissolve the state we should probably hand over any state any factories that took state subsidies to the unions that work there and you're like you tell that to like a most austrians now and they'll be like excuse me yeah 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 <laughs> well he see he wasn't afraid to stick his neck out and explore concepts and Definitely. that's something that I that I that I admire about him that a lot of people that read him don't admire as much. And I feel yeah. goes very underappreciated is that he would essentially like allow himself almost to believe something just to explore the concept. And it was great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is it makes his writing interesting. It makes his writing fun to engage with. It. it yes, exactly. exactly. And uh, he definitely like listeners, if you ever curious about Rothbard or whatever, uh, any of you doesn't matter if you're lefty or righty or whatever. Uh, ping me or obviously ping Carr on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. We we have suggestions all yes. the time. Um, but there's like there's other guys out there. There's other Austrians. There's other sure. even liberta- even non-Austrian libertarian economist like uh, writers who are interesting and Absolutely. Absolutely. You they're, could be, they're you, could be a, uh, you could be a very pure Austrian libertarian anarchist and never read a word of Rothbard, but I think you'd yep. be mi- you'd be missing out on some really great writing. You would. He is he is a wild. I mean like I like Anatomy of the State and um, Yes. What was it? War, um, War Peace in the State. War Peace in the State was really good. I'm trying to think of, like the first two books, the t- two things I read from like libertarian anything. It was like yeah. Anatomy of the State and I read uh, No Treason. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a fantastic uh, book. It's it's also a book that you can read in two hours, like in a, in a morning. It's like, a, yep. That yep. is that is a sitting and that is a good sitting. Uh, yeah. Oh, even everyone, yeah. I don't care who you are or what your ideas are. Go read No Treason. Yes. And Spooner just in general. is. Oh, dude. Spooner is a fucking champ. Yes. Spooner and Benjamin Tucker are like, yep. I, I love those guys. Those like if you want to see like pure disdain for authority, <laughs> yes. fucking just these dudes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They it, are. It, they're, yeah, great. they're great. They're great. And and <laughs> they don't uh, a lot of times like they they don't have like Spooner just doesn't have a lot of the hang ups that like some no. of the more controvert like Rothbard does. No, and, he does not. <laughs> and I think a lot of it is is just sheer amount published. Like Rothbard just published so much shit that at some point it was like it's good. It's almost like now in the age of social media where like you just end up put producing a lot of content that resembles like your, you know, your persona or whatever like right. like like if can you imagine if rothbard existed during twitter good god yeah yeah so, <laughs> like so, one banned from every social media site yeah. ever Le- left and right <laughs> yeah 100 percent. god damn uh, yeah it'd be but, funny uh but yeah, yeah no, no so. spooner's spooner's uh, amazing and yeah if you read anatomy of the state and then you read no treason uh it's that's taking you 90% of the way there and the rest is just refinement. It, it is honestly like even like left, like, you know, either direction even. Yeah. Like anatomy of the state is like purely like this is, this is what you're dealing with. This yes. is the evil creature you're fighting. Yes, exactly. It, I, I wouldn't even say that anatomy of the state is right wing or, or left wing. It's no. just, it's just that this is this, you, you have a mob in your neighborhood and you need to get the mob out. Yeah. You need to deal with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it is, it is a great read. Mm-hmm. Um, did not picture this episode going this way. Well, that's okay. And I think it's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so obviously like the, the, the more esoteric use case for Bitcoin is transacting without the eyes of said, you know, state on yes. your, your stuff. Yes. Or at least on like the named version of your stuff. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and like that's that's the thing a lot of people I think a lot of people especially normals are are like they're made uneasy by because they're very used to being like above board white market tracked right and like it's like a it's almost like a feeling of safety they get which yeah. is like hey calm down chief yeah yeah well and and then you combine that with the relative amount that you need to learn in order to use it and it does feel like naughty and and like yeah and like why don't i just go back to using my credit card um right which uh, i think that part over over the course of time because you, you got to remember bitcoin's 10 years old so it's yeah. it's very very young and i think over the course of not that long like probably over the course of the next year year and a half we're going to see some really great user interface um uh, changes coming uh yeah. for and i don't want to get d- too deep into it but we'll just leave it at sure. that and then um and and those are also going to come with privacy enhancements because as a lot of people that are listening to this know um on the main layer bitcoin is pseudo anonymous um it is not anonymous it's not completely private right. like you if you were a criminal you wouldn't want to bank on it right right uh, yeah don't don't 100% depend on bitcoin alone yeah, yeah. Um, um i mean that's even if you're not a criminal you don't want to bank on it alone you know what i mean 
Yeah, exactly. And so there's there's services to like obfuscate, you know, to kind of cover your tracks. And I, from what I read, they they work fairly well. But it, this is very much still a we're still in the like um, uh, we're we're right after the bell rings and there's a couple jabs to the gloves just to figure each other out. We're in that yeah. stage of people ana- analyzing cha- you know blockchains and figuring and 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 trying to link transactions and then people trying to obfuscate them. So we do, I, I I know that there are smart people out there that claim that they know exactly what and how and where, but I'm not convinced that anybody has a great idea with of exactly what we're dealing with in terms of what is the acceptable level of privacy or breaking any blockchain links to yourself, um, that you need to enact. So, um, there, there's ways to like move the ball into your court kind of, but, uh, I, I don't, I'm, I don't think that there is any way, um, on the Bitcoin blockchain right now that, uh, I would be 100% confident, uh, you know, if you said if we can link a transaction, you go to jail. I, I don't. I would not take that bet. Yeah, yeah, that's legit. So, listeners, obviously, that means if you're going to buy pounds of cocaine from the internet, yeah, you know, think about think about it first. Yeah, if you're going to use it to buy pot or something like that, like who cares? Yeah. You know, whatever, or, or just personally use coke or something like that. I mean, I, I don't. I, I would. Yeah. I, I would. I. I don't even know how uncomfortable I would be with that. Like showing up on Venmo and just saying cocaine. Right. Like, no. One hundred percent. I would be what, okay with that. Like if if my weed. You know. If my fucking. If my one of my dealers had a fucking uh, a PayPal business, I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> done. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personal use drugs at this point. It's like who really gives a shit? Um, uh, fucking nerds. That's who. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck just em. don't. Literally, don't do it right in front of a cop, and you're you're that's probably. It. Probably that's fine. that is it don't do not do cocaine in front of a cop yeah and that that's where we're at and as that's, much as i yeah. hate all the drug laws and stuff like that uh it, yeah that's more or less where we're at i mean honestly like i and you know as much as i would like to be in all like i'd like to be all or nothing all the time like eradicate the state burn it let it light it on fire mm-hmm. um re- repealing drug laws is good you know like yes. i'm okay with them being repealed over time because that seems to be the only way it's happening. Uh, dude, any just move the ball towards individual freedom. It does not. Yep. It, it, right. Not, exactly. I, 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 I don't think that it's all going to happen through voting, but I don't think that <laughs> well, it's necessary. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't think none of it can happen through vote. I mean, uh, you know, some like, of it almost certainly could. Yeah. And ha- um, like like we le- when I lived in Colorado, uh, marijuana was legalized. And yep. and and now there's this whole shoot myself in the head esoteric argument of, oh, it should have just been decriminalized and like all this shit. And yeah, OK, fine. But, uh, you know, kids aren't going to jail for it anymore. Uh, or so kids are I, going to jail for it. That is, yeah, that, that is like that is a good thing to always take away is like someone like a kid, a young guy, young girl, whatever is not going to get locked up because a cop smelled weed in their car. Right. So that thank, is and, thank, and thank God for that. Yeah. Um, that, that is, being like, that all, is one thing to be thankful about. <laughs> all, all, all of that said, sh- should you buy tax free weed from your neighbor instead of going to the shop? Sure. Hell yeah. But, but, <laughs> but, but that's, that's up to you, man. But either yeah, way, yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to go to, you know, right. To jail. Right. And, and that's legit. Like there's like the taxes up here on weed are not that bad. So it's yeah. like kind of okay. Even yeah, I'm, per- I'm still at the point where I'm like, I would rather go to someone I know's fucking garage and be like, yeah. here's 50 bucks. Give me some green plants, please. Thank you. 
please and thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, like, I was the same. Just, that's I, just mostly because I'd rather someone I know get the money without the government being involved. Well, me, yeah, me too. And and to be completely honest, it's it's kind of like a so the pot shops in Colorado were were it was cool to be able to go and be like like just the variety was interesting. Yeah, like it, it's is, cool to see cool. to to see all this shit. Um, but on the on the other hand, I don't. Do you guys have dispensaries up there yet? We do. Okay. Do you find them like weirdly sterile and like they're super weirdly sterile? Yeah, I don't like that. I do. I not do like not that. either. God, like I definitely like. I remember the last. So like, as obviously this is years ago, listeners. Years and years, years and years, years and years and years ago. Well outside of the statute of limitations. Yes, yes, past the statute of limitations. <laughs> and I remember this is when weed was still illegal up here. I remember a friend of mine was like, "Hey, I'm." He was a he was a dealer here, and um, he was like, "Hey, I I need someone to go to Anchorage with me, which is 400 miles away, and we're driving." And because I'm going to pick up like three pounds of pot and some other stuff, and I was like, <laughs> some other yeah. stuff. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's cool, man. It's fine." Yeah. Like nothing makes you obey the law more than three pounds of weed in the truck. Oh, dude, my like, god! I man. am a studious driver. Ten and two. Yes. Checking my mirrors. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're adjusting them at every stoplight just to make sure they're still, you know, the the pothole mm-hmm. hadn't rattled them out of. Uh, yeah, it's fucking hilarious, dude. I drive like even even if I've had like I'm like that just because at this point. I'm not a rebellious 19 year old. I like, I just yeah. don't want to deal with shit. I, even yep. if I've had like, th- you know, a few beers and where I'm fine to drive, but like, I don't know if I would necessarily want to take a breathalyzer, man. Yeah. I am like, I am five under, yep. you know, full mm-hmm. stop, like, yep. you know, 10 and Waiting. two, the whole thing. <laughs> just looking around, <laughs> checking yeah. on stuff. Yeah. Wave, waving, it, waving at everyone, just being friendly. Yep. Being very friendly, respecting the police right respecting now. Respecting the police. <laughs> that's that's when I have that's when I have my uh, my my blue flag sticker that yeah. I. Or, <laughs> you deploy it for <laughs> my magnet. Just want to make sure. Just yeah, just. yeah. <laughs> oh god. How are you doing, officer? <laughs> Hello. Um, no, I had I got remember so back in the day I had I had this old Mercedes. It was like a thousand years old when I had it. It was ninety two, and I had it in like the early two thousands. You know. A ninety-two AD, yeah, ninety-two AD, and yeah, uh, it was an, it was a, it was it was one of the old classic models. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, the electronics were going out in it one year, yeah. And I remember I was on the on the highway back to my apartment, and I it was this is in winter, and it was like five or six p.m. It was after work, so it was mm-hmm. dark out. Yeah all of my electrics went off like the car oh, was still God. running but every light in the car went off at once yep. and i was just like well this is a fucking pickle <laughs> <laughs> and like i get maybe maybe like 30 feet down the off road to get to the other road to my apartment and a cop stops me <sighs> and i'm just like yeah bud uh all my electrics just failed out of nowhere i don't know what happened and he's just like well, that's that's a hell of a pickle blah, blah blah and i'm just like blah blah yeah and he's like and then i'm like i looked and it was like a local cop and i'm like oh thank god you're not a trooper those assholes would have given me a ticket <laughs> did you say that and he yeah and he's just like yeah fuck those guys and i was just <laughs> like woo and he's like go get home safe and i'm like okay on the way home a fucking trooper stopped me <laughs> no it was less than like less than maybe a quarter mile away oh. and i was just like god are you people fucking bored tonight <laughs> yeah. and uh so i'm just like i pull over and i'm like 
hey, one of those fucking asshole local cops already stopped me. And he's like, those guys are assholes. I'm like, my house is right here. And he's like, okay. And I was like, yeah, my electric just failed. I don't know what happened. He's just like, oh, you drive safe. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Idiot. Fucking <laughs> 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 cops. <laughs> Have you ever seen, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, where, yeah. Like, where he's like, I don't know about Ricky. He's got this weird thing with cops. He can just talk about it. <laughs> He's just talking about it, like everything. Oh god. Oh god. Man. Anyway, so back to obviously, since we're this is now the the Bitcoin and crime podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doing nothing to uh, bust stereotypes here. Uh, yeah. Just no. Not at fur- all. Furthering you your the entire Bitcoin. Well, <laughs> the entire point of this podcast was to further your preconceived notions of Bitcoin. Yep. <laughs> We buy nothing but cocaine with it. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it's like it's. it's I've like. I'm trying to think. I've bought like. I bought fucking candy with Bitcoin without drugs in it. Really? Yeah. Back at like back when it was first around. Um, I think I'd say like 2012, something like that. Yeah. We all had a little bit, and we're like, I was like another um, <laughs> an agorist run bakery out of New Hampshire was on Facebook, and they were like, we take Bitcoin. And I was oh, like, wow. hey, give me some of your chocolates. I would like to use this novel currency I have acquired. <laughs> and then the price went up like the next day, and I was like, fuck these chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which well, is, that is the real risk, by the way, is using your Bitcoin and then having the price immediately go up. And you're like, oh. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it is. It's, uh, it's. And um, and and uh, and there's there's quite a bit of discussion over that and, and arguments over that and heartbreak over that. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, idea. Uh, but I, w- I would say that, you know, if uh, if the goal is to create a global money that is non, <clears throat> you know, gov- government owned or not susceptible, right, not, to, not centralized into that right. kind of stuff. Um, and it's to be hard money. Uh, it, and so so Bitcoin is is capped at 21 million Bitcoins to ever be issued. Um, yeah. it, at, you're, you're taking something that's going necessarily from a value of zero to a value of the entire M1, M2, and probably M3 supply of the globe. So right. yes, like on the way things are going to be volatile and it's going to be increasing drastically. So, um, yeah. like by necessarily, like if you yeah. are going to accomplish the mission that you set out for. It it just kind of has to be that way, and it's fr- and yeah. it, I I understand why that's frustrating for um, some people who are just saying we should use it, we should use it, we should use it, um, but just understand that that uh, the speculative investment right now is actually a use case and 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 a critical one, um, right. particularly when you link it to you know the security of the network and uh, the how the increasing value helps to bring on board miners who will secure the network. So, um, right. It's, you know, it, it, there, there are, it, it is not, I, I'm, I would never come on here and say Bitcoin is the perfect currency right now. Everybody should hmm. be using it for every single transaction ever period. God, no. Yeah. It's, I, I think that we're going to be there sooner than people think. Sure. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a couple things that need to happen we need to, and, and, and we, there still needs to be that huge wave of onboarding because I mean, how many people really even own Bitcoin and how many people globally speak speaking, even know what it is. I mean, you're probably talking about less than 5% of the global population. So oh, easy. Yeah, no, that's, it's, <clears throat> it's still that weird internet money to some people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that, that's, 
as much as I would like to see adoption spread, uh, that's fine. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's not every as with most things on on the planet. Everything is not designed for everybody and every, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. some people who will never trust Bitcoin. There's some people who will, who will always only trust gold and silver, which is, like I said, coming, we both came from that at some point where yeah. we were like, this is the only real money. Everything else is just paper. And, right. uh, yeah. And, and, and like I said earlier, I am not here to tell you that you must or must not use any one particular <coughs> currency over, in, in over fact, no- you should probably have more than one on hand. Yeah, it, 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 certainly, at least in in the short to medium term, it, it's probably not the worst idea to keep some of your gold. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the, I, would I, say, I, do, I would even say don't. Yeah. Short, medium term. And like when we're saying short, medium term, we don't I don't like I certainly don't mean like the next 10 years. Right. I mean, like further than that, even. Uh, I actually think that my timeline is is probably shorter. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, which seems wild. It even seems wild to to me to <laughs> to, to say, say to say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I so I can't help but so so here's here's the thing is that okay. at uh, when 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 you when you say hold your bitcoin or hold your gold. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as I would say today at least and probably you know t- tomorrow. Again, we come back to this binary of is Bitcoin going to succeed or fail? There really isn't a common or, or a middle ground. It either it either continues to be global money or it doesn't, and and right. it doesn't and it fails spectacularly, like you know, explodes. Right. I don't I don't think that there is a way for it to occupy a middle ground for very long, um, and so if it does succeed, you, you, I think you will actually be heavily incentivized to get out of gold. Now, keep in mind, I'm not making a law telling you to get out of gold, but I think that that will be the market incentive will be a, a drastically uh, decreasing um, price of gold in relative to Bitcoin. I mean, we've already seen that, obviously, but, yeah. um, but I think that there will be a depreciation uh, in gold, actually. Yeah. Hmm. <coughs> I mean, hey, that is, uh, that is part of the game. You know, that's part of the risk, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all it's, you know, everything's risky, right? You know, it's it's uh, it's that is uh, uh, that is a thing that is that is an inherent truth to life. Yes. Yes. Um, That is it. That is, you know, that was something I didn't consciously deal with until I started reading fucking Austrian econ stuff. Yeah. Yeah, dude. it, It really torpedoes your life. It definitely fucks with a lot of stuff where you're like oh man there's an inherent risk and there's opportunity cost everywhere and yes. oh my god <laughs> yes what it makes the every fuck <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything very fun to discuss the esoteric like you know uh, implications of a certain action but then when you actually like start applying it to your own life you're like god damn it like, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. i can never make a decision that's good enough yeah, i can't make the optimal decision anymore yes. <laughs> I, it's everything has been ruined thank you yep. fucking mises institute um those boys that's funny yeah god so, damn uh, so i guess so beyond that like you've um have you done much of the the mining side no, not really. Um, okay. I've, I have messed around with it, but uh, in, in terms of mining Bitcoin at this point, you, retail players are to a large degree um, out of the game. Uh, okay. That's not, that's not to say that you can't get in, but it requires a fairly significant investment. Um, 
the technology, the mining technology is, is progressing very quickly. I mean, it's incentivized too, right? Like the, the, the the reward for mining, uh, bitcoins efficiently is incredibly high. And so we are, we, you know, uh, at one time until about 2013, you would, I'm sure, you know, uh, you, you could, you could essentially mine, um, on your computer with your CPU and then people yep. shifted towards GPU mining. And then, uh, at the, in, in 2013, the first, they're called ASICs or application specific integrated circuits came online. And those were Bitcoin mining machines. Literally, they were built to hash the SHA-256 algorithm that that's used in the Bitcoin, um, sure. protocol. So, uh, once that happened, that kicked off the ASIC era and now it's just been an arms race between ASIC manufacturers to create the most highly efficient um, uh, hashing rigs in the smallest amount of space that use the least amount of energy that mine the most amount of Bitcoins, you know, and um, and in so doing, the security of the network has absolutely skyrocketed. I mean, you, which is awesome. Uh, you know, it, yeah, no, that's that is inherently good. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, what it has also means is that unless you are kind of pooling money in some sort of venture uh, or have a lot of money yourself, um, in which case it would spawn the question of why not just buy Bitcoin with it and sit on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you kind of uh, you're so the, the, the basic game plan, at least with ha- mining the Bitcoin protocol is there's two components to your, the, the cost side uh, operationally anyway. Um. Uh, that you're that you you need to seek an edge over your your mining competitors on, and that's uh I I guess like hashing power, uh which would be the the hardware that you purchase, and then also the energy costs. And if you don't live somewhere where the energy costs are tremendously low, or that has um energy that you can harvest. Uh, like for mm-hmm. instance, there's a company right now that is, uh, I, I'm not sure how familiar you, you are and, and I'm not very familiar, but I just live down here with oil and natural gas, uh, mm-hmm. drilling is that you end up with through the process of drilling, you end up with a, a large amount of, um, spare, uh, and I can't remember exactly what they call it, uh, natural gas. And that's what you see when you see an oil refinery or, an, uh, um, an oil derricks or, or anything like that. Uh, sometimes you'll see the little flare like oh. pipe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's actually expendable. Ex- that's trapped natural gas that can't be used, um, and so they they burn it. Uh, you know they don't gain anything from it. And there is now a company that is helping people to actually power a generator that powers Bitcoin mining rigs off of oh, that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so it's already like a sunk cost, and so you're just monetizing that so- somehow. So there's there's like people are getting more and more creative on how to get an edge with energy and or hardware, and unless you have like the energy is almost the easiest one you can do, um, and unless yeah. you <coughs> unless you have that edge, you you're way better off just buying Bitcoin than you are mining it. Right. So uh, would you say that is the case for most of the smaller coins? No, no, you can, you can mine. I, I actually mine smaller coins from my computer from time to time with, there's like various, uh, it, it, it's, it's more just for me for tinkering purposes than, than anything else. But, um, like you could, there's, uh, like honey miner. Uh, I think there's one called kudo miner, but there's like basically application. You can either download, uh, their software, the, the altcoin 
software and and just mine it using that or you can use these optimization applications that they'll analyze your computer and say okay your this computer is most suited for this hashing algorithm and that hashing hashing algorithm is used by x coin and x coin and x coin and of these this one has the highest rate of return um and so it just mines that coin so but no i I don't i don't mess around with it anymore man it's 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 uh <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's not a young man's game. <laughs> yep, yep. The days of mining, retail mining, are slowly drifting away. I think. Unfortunate, but as yeah. as you know, but it's a, a reflection. It's a ref, it's a reflection of the strength of the network. Sure. So, I, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, it. I mean, it, it definitely. There's a, a minor drawback to like a relative increase in security, and um, you know, that's I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, have you, so I guess, uh, market prediction time since, you know, this is your, your shtick, uh, which small coins do you think are worth looking at? Uh, so none. (laughs) Okay. Excellent. Got it. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to like restrict any, you can do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, and I don't. I don't want listeners. Obviously, I think our, our listeners know that we're not saying you have to do or do not do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, maybe I should. I can just clarify that once, and then not have to keep. But these are these are important points to hammer because it, it actually is a little bit irritating to me when yeah. uh, oh, totally. when when people from the Bitcoin side um, are saying you can't like best around. You, you can do whatever the hell you want. The, that's yeah. the entire point of this is that we're free people. So do whatever the fuck you want. Right. But, I, I will say that if you are interested primarily in finding a, a, a money that will replace uh, corrupt state money, um, that there is really only one current uh, protocol right now that has any shot in the world, and it's Bitcoin. Right, um, and and that comes from the security of the network. So if if you know if you can't defend against a state level attack against your network, then it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. You can go ahead and keep using your, your cryptocurrency, but it's not doing anything like not right. really. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, I mean, like I could certainly see like use cases for smaller coins being stuff. That's like less, less, um, security dependent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where I mean, like, it, yeah. they become like small, like small venture investments or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like if you want it, like Monero is a decent, uh, sure. like, like example where if you just wanted something to pay for something um, completely obfuscated and, um, and had a good handle on how to like, if you're using Monero to buy something, probably the the weakest link in the chain actually isn't Monero. It's probably something you're doing, leaking a bunch of information. So, uh, (laughs) but if you, yeah, I mean like if you want just absolute, the best in privacy right now, I, I would think it's probably Monero. Um, but I don't think that there's any use case for Monero to be, um, to actually rise up and start to challenge state money. Can it help you cover your tracks, um, right now? Yeah, I, I think, it, I think it can, but that that's really the, the extent of it. I don't think that there's any way that Monero can, can come up and, 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 and start to actually attack the institution of fiat money. Right. Right, right, and Bitcoin, I think, is the one that can and will. Definitely, no, and that's of of the ones available. Definitely, it seems to be that way. Um, so 
I guess um, for our listeners who are maybe not hyper, like super familiar or interested in this, um, I'm sure we have some that are interested who haven't ever, you know, gotten into it. Is there a good place online to look for this stuff, to look for like a good primer for this? Uh, yeah, man, there's, there's, there's some, <coughs> excuse me, there, some really good resources any that you would recommend specifically, I guess. Well, I would, I think I would recommend the first thing I would recommend would be the Bitcoin standard by Saifedina Moose, um, that he wrote that book and it's also available in audio. Uh, and I, he is an anarchist and I think he's fairly loose with IP. Like, so I think it's probably available for download for free if you wanted it. I, I I'm not sure. sure. Don't quote me on that, but, uh, yeah. uh, cause he may have entered into a deal with a publisher or something like that. But, um, it's it's a it's a round and it's cheap. I, I have it I have it in both forms. I think I got it on an audiobook for like two two or three dollars. Like it's not not a big deal. Um, yeah, I would I would highly recommend that, especially if you're coming from the gold side. Yeah, um, and already understand the reasons why gold was important uh, because Bitcoin is important for the same reasons as gold is, except it solves really one technological loophole with gold. And that in that gold demands centralized banks because you sure. can't transact with gold globally with everybody in a peer to peer fashion. You must go through some sort of central clearinghouse. It's just not feasible otherwise. So, right. um, but that's really the only flaw in gold. And and uh, and so Bitcoin seeks to solve that problem. If you already understand all the reasons why gold is important, the, the Bitcoin standard will help you take that next step and understand why Bitcoin solves that problem and. Not only that, is a harder money than gold because gold technically doesn't have a cap, or or rather, it has a cap. I guess the amount of gold that is existent on Earth is finite. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but uh, not really in the same way as Bitcoin. Bitcoin has a hard cap, and right. so in in that book, uh, Sevadine and and others have talked about this as well. In uh, monies being valued in their hardness based on a stock to flow ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the ratio of existing stock of an asset. So gold, however many tonnage, whatever the tonnage of existent gold is versus the flow, the new flow into the system of new mined gold. So gold has a stock to flow ratio of about 60 or 63. So that means it'll take 63 years at the current mining rate of gold to, um, I, I think double it, uh, to come up with the, the same amount of stock mm. that's, that's in existence. And, uh, Bitcoin, um, after the next halving in May, which is the block reward halving, will actually have a higher stock to flow ratio than gold. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. And then obviously it will just proceed from there and uh, eventually will become infinite because there there's no there's no more Bitcoins there. Right. They will all be mined at some point. They will. They they will have existed. Um, yes. And they will be a. a yeah. Wow. That's fucking wild, man. That's that yeah. isn't. That is an interesting uh, fucking man. That's good. That's good. Fucking a. Um, sorry, oh, my and, uh, and can ahead. I can I pull? I, I, I'd just like to plug one podcast to uh, the oh, crypto. Oh yeah, no, con- feel free. <laughs> okay, yeah the the crypto economy podcast with Guy Swan. Uh, okay, he, he's an awesome dude. I actually had lunch with him uh, one time. He's he's just fantastic. We've had him on our show uh, cool. tw- twice and he's he's awesome and he basically his show is you may want to i think he's working on a beginner section um uh, but he basically takes articles that are written in the in the bitcoin space and reads them and then talks about them so that so you don't have to like go and read all these medium articles and all this shit he he just reads it for you and uh he also has beginner episodes and i, I think he's working on like coming up with like a beginner's list of things just when, when you're getting in 
That's awesome. So that is, I think that is honestly one of the, the big hurdles that most people will, will come to is the fact that there is reading you have to do about this fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think the Bitcoin standard is a great place to start. And then if you want to get a feel for more of the technical side, uh, I, I find mastering uh, this, this book called mastering Bitcoin by Andreas Antonopoulos, uh, to be, to be very good at that. But it was the only book that I like once Bitcoin's explained to you, you can't really go back and relearn it. So you don't really know which the best way I guess to, to learn it is. But I found that that book was very valuable. So those are the two, if you read, if you read those two books, you'll, you'll basically have a a pretty, pretty good grasp of what you're dealing with. Well, excellent. So real quick, um, do you want to, uh, fucking talk a little bit about Childerberg as like a thing? Hell yeah, dude. Okay, cool. Uh, so this is kind of kind of a, a, a shift in topics, but uh, Carr and uh, I think uh, the fellows from Tasting Anarchy, right? Yep. Uh, put together a uh, a fucking a meetup, a full event that is already has a second one planned, and it wasn't it one not a cult two it was successful. Yeah, yeah, it was it was both of those things. So it was it was great. Yeah, we. Uh, um, basically realized that there was no uh, f- like Liberty Festival or Libertarian Festival or no big one or no notable one or no one that we knew about at any rate uh, down in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. So like no, no, no camping one, uh, I'll say. Um, okay. So we decided to create one um, and Jacob really ran with it. Jacob from tasting from podcast, <laughs> excuse me, tasting anarchy uh, ran with it and, uh, and, and did a bang up job planning it. We had like, we had like 35 people come out for the first one, which for just an off the cuff random, we, I think we started planning it like two or three months beforehand. And we had, we had some, we had a guy drive in from North Dakota. We had someone drive in from uh, North Carolina. We had uh, uh, somebody drive, uh, fly in from Pennsylvania, you know, and then all the neighboring States. We even had a brewery that was quote unquote sponsoring it like unofficially. That's awesome. Um, yeah, dude, it was really cool. We camped out on the lake in uh, outside of Austin, like thirty minutes west of Austin, and uh, and just had a had an awesome awesome time. So Childerberg two chili dose is what we're calling it uh, is going down during the Libertarian National Convention in in Austin, and it's oh, actually going to be yeah. yeah. So uh, so it's it's going to be happening um, on a river in Austin. I can't remember the name of the campground, but it's if you go to Childerberg dot com uh, chill. D E R B U R G dot com. You can find uh, more information about it there. But yeah, man, it's just, it's just like a, it's a, a laid back good time. That's awesome, man. So yeah, that is a, that is a, that is a good thing. Like I mean, honestly, like you know, you know, meet, meeting your internet friends is definitely a wild event. Sometimes it is. It's buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so. fucking cool. That's uh, and but, shout out to Tasting Anarchy, um, uh, a podcast about not liking the state and also wine. Yes. Yes. A very informative podcast about wine. I've learned quite a bit listening to that podcast. Uh, and, uh, Jacob's awesome. Um, so is Mason. I met him at Childerberg, but he lives nice. in Virginia and Jacob lives in, in D- Dallas, Fort Worth with me. So I get to hang out with him from time to time. Nice. Um, and, and, and drink the grape juice. Yeah. We were just with- at a winery like, uh, probably a week ago. And it was That's a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah, I am. A, I am not a wine guy. I do not get it personally. But you know, that is the point of uh, the idea of freedom: is that some people can be wine guys, That's and other true. people we, can drink. Whiskey. We can do the wine, and what do you what do you drink? <laughs> uh, whiskey, gin, and beer. Those okay. are the things yeah. that I usually end up I w- fucking with. I would say that 
the that's probably my top three as well. I probably would have picked it that in pretty much that order too. Uh, sure. Fair. Well, I don't know. It, whiskey and beer, depending on mood, and then gin as a secondary backup. I think uh, gin is gin is like my. Uh, I will say gin is my favorite like refreshing drink. Yes. Like if it's like a summer day, or if it's just yep. like a, a after after a busy day or whatever, a gin, gin and, tonic and tonic is fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Like uh, listeners, I know some of you are gonna make you know, assume I'm I sound like an asshole right now, and I do, but not because of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, like try it sometime listeners. Like if you've not, uh, our younger listeners, if you're of legal age or if you're not, and there's no cops around, have a gin and tonic. Um, they are, they're fantastic. And make sure there's, go ahead. Make sure, make sure to get a lime in there too. Get a fucking lime in there. I, I will say this. If you are a fan of gin and tonics and want to try something a little risky, uh, Hendrix gin, and instead of a lime, put a cucumber in there. That is extremely mellow and a fine time. Yeah, we like both of those things. We support both mellow things and fine times. Yeah, it's very true. I like legally speaking, we have to support fine times. Yes, um, that is has. actually true of all the fringe podcasts who we've yeah. <laughs> we've now been like, <laughs> we've, yes. we've we've exchanged members with, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yes, you must support uh, having a fine time. That uh, is that is one thing that we will tell you you have to do. Yeah, you got to you got to try them. You got to try gin and tonics. Um, <laughs> that said, like I mean, obviously, like you know, fucking, I I have there was there have been periods in my life where I was drinking more than I am now. I, I drink pretty like pretty like a mild rate now. I don't I don't I I I'm an older human, so now I'm yes. like. I am going to not get drunk every week. Yes. yes. And uh, you can, yeah, you, you learn that you can, you, when, once you reach that point, you learn that you can find shit you enjoy and just drink one or two of those. And you're like, this is great. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting, uh, it's an interesting discovery when you exit your twenties and you're like, oh, I don't have to be a degenerate animal like all of the time. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to get completely fucking blackout this week. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> No, I remember, like, toward the end of that, like, my, the end of my 20s was particularly tumultuous. Yes, and, I think uh, I, ex- I think I accelerated into the end of my 20s, actually. Yeah, like, it was just like, I was like, oh, I'm 29, I better be as fucking retarded as possible. <laughs> and it was just like, like, I mean, like, pretty routinely, like, we'd be at the bar every night after work, like, everyone in our office would go, and we would just get fucking blitzed, and then the next day at work, everyone's like, I feel like shit. And this is a fucking IT office. This isn't like, (laughs) we're, like, fucking, like, heavy lifting. Like, we're just like, (laughs) this sucks, and uh, I'm gonna go get drunk. (laughs) Yes. Like, I fucking... I remember it's like when I when I when I when I stopped, I thought about like the at the rate that what we were we were consuming, and I'm just like, huh. I was like, you know, three or four Irish car bombs in by seven p.m. sometimes, and that's fucking a lot. <laughs> that's, that's not a little bit. <laughs> three or four. <laughs> There's the casual Irish. Nobody drinks Irish car bombs casually. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I mean, like, casually, quote-unquote, when you chug an entire beer and a shot of whiskey. Yeah. And, uh, 
God. I remember we had this girl who worked with us. She's real nice, but she was like the rest of us were like like anywhere from like normal sized dudes to big dudes, and she was like a hundred and thirty pounds. Oh God! And yep. she was like real. She was in her early twenties, so she was very very certain that she was going to keep up with us. Oh right! And we were yeah. like, you do not have to. And then she was just like, I'm going to try. And we were like, you are a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you crazy there's a, like, nothing I, like uh nothing like trying to co- compete with a, a bunch of like above average size males who are d- like upset at their work place yeah, like, to, you're uh, like i don't want to fucking it, remember today so i'm going yeah. to drink yes. <laughs> and like, like i'm and, like i weighed at least three of that broad and i was just yeah. like fucking this is not gonna go well for you <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. it was great anyway Anyhow, yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking a. Uh, if you're in, if you're in the 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 part of America that is near near to Texas, and you are looking for an event to go to that is full of people who definitely probably don't like the cops, yeah, and do that like is, wine. That is one. That is one requirement. Is that yeah, yeah. You like? I think we were even having that discussion. We're like, yeah, we're basically open to anybody, like liberty leaning or even just peaceful people or whatever. But like, yeah, you you probably can't really like the cops like that's that's probably the one deal that's that's that is the deal breaker it turns out that's we're pretty much open to everybody but you can't you can't be coming around talking about cops nope not in any positive sense not not in a positive light not in a positive (laughs) light yeah no that's legit um yeah go check out Childerberg. uh check out friends against government that's where car is from if you not if you have not heard him in the last uh like week (laughs) Dude, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and check out, uh, fucking yeah, check while you're while you're checking stuff out. If you like wine and you don't like cops or the government, check out Tasting Anarchy. Yeah, shout out to those yep. guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Swing on by, and and if you're uh, if you're in Texas, uh, hit me up on uh, on Twitter at Car Camp. It. Uh, I'm always down to grab a beer or whatever, and uh, I'm in yeah. in Fort Fort Worth. So, uh, man. Yeah. The fucking this is this is the friendliest podcast we've had. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm a I'm, I'm a friend. I'm a I'm a friend against government. You're in comedy. We call that a callback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Goodbye. I love you. Thing that alone is just a brutal chance to fall But you are unless you are defeated